and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming live from the West Village of Manhattan. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for being a viewer, YouTube land. I, I want to encourage people. If you're on YouTube, if you don't use YouTube, give it a shot. We're putting up full episodes on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jared Freed. Full episodes plus clips. I'm putting up stand-up there. My, my my beg of you is to go on YouTube because I'm going to be putting other things there. So this is a way. Get you involved. Check it out. Shelby's putting a lot of hard work into that YouTube page. So hit the like button. Comment, comment, comment. You know, I I guess this is my, my ask of the audience. You know, I, listen, we have sponsors. We have uh, – there's, there's Instagram posts. There's YouTube posts. There's Twitter posts. It, if if you want if you, if you, this is a free form of entertainment but nothing's free there's no fr- such thing as a free lunch you learn that in econ 101 so all i ask like share comment these are all payments to me they make me feel good they feel like you're taking a little feather a little tiny feather like a little baby bird feather and it feels like you i'm directly over you i'm a giant okay think of me as a giant okay don't think of me as a short king spring don't no 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 i'm giant jared okay and i'm naked completely naked you are a little miniature you you are under my balls just with that little baby feather just feathering the nuts that's what it feels like right across the seam right where god sewed me up okay I want you to feather my nuts, okay? <laughs> I want that to be pulled out as a video. I want you to feather my nuts now. This is my motivation to you. And all you got to do, listen, the sponsors have promo codes that might help you. I don't know if they do. They might. That's great. We're putting up Instagram videos every single day, clips, clips, clips. We're putting up uh, the YouTube. Touch it, feel it, comment, like, all that good stuff. So that's my motivational speech for today. I'm on the road. I was just in Madison, Wisconsin. Let me thank the people of Madison and Milwaukee, and Minneapolis. I, uh, people came out. Uh, people drove, made a road trip, made a weekend of it. Uh, it touches my heart. You, you are fe- It's a live feathering. That's, that's what my, I don't even do stand-up anymore. I just sit on stage with my feet over my head, <laughs> and everyone just comes up and fucking tickles my nuts. And it's really nice. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. So I really appreciate it. So Madison, Wisconsin, what a blast. The, the, and that club, if you're in that town, if you're like visiting your college graduation, whatever it might be, go to Comedy on State. What a club. What a fun time. What a beautiful place. I, everything about it was just so great. Um, and I'm doing more shows. Memorial Day weekend, Tampa, Florida. I have been going to Tampa now for like four or five years. I... I that club is fun. It's in the middle of like the Tampa suburbs. It's in a weird strip mall location. It feels like everyone is just outside huffing cigarettes before they walk in. It's a wild town. I'm excited to go to Tampa. It's going to be nuts. So Tampa, I'm going to be there. Uh, La Jolla. I've been in La Jolla, the most beautiful place on earth. No one there is allowed to complain. So I'm going to come there and complain for you. So La Jolla, Minneapolis, I'm doing a one night event. That's right, an event. That's what you call it when you, you know, you're not in a comedy club. It's a one-night event. Uh, it's part of the Minneapolis Comedy Festival. Uh, it's my first time doing comedy in Minneapolis. So assemble the group chat. That, when, when it's my first time in a town, I bring all the jokes. Yeah, I fill up my prop bin and I put in all the funnies because I get access to all the jokes I haven't done live for you. So I got a lot of, you know, I, I have a lot to choose from. It's going to be a fun show. So Minneapolis, Huntsville, Alabama, my second time in Huntsville. I've been. Yes, I have been. Um, I'm going to be in Huntsville, Nashville, Tennessee, Dayton, D.C., Albany. Now, those are all my stand updates. Let me continue on this, this, this preamble because we're going to get to our guests. So excited to have them here. Um, I am going to be doing live you up shows. The live you up show is started as the live J Train show. It started as in I think Shelby, you were there for the first live J Train show. We did it at Stand Up New York, and it was just like twenty people huddled around. We had a, a a big a big garbage barrel with a fire lit in it. We didn't even have heat back then. Just us warming our hands. So we now do the J Train podcast has become the Live You Up podcast and it is a wonderful time. It is like being at a live taping of Wendy Williams or Maury or any like 
fun daytime show because we're bringing people on stage. We're getting dating app makeovers. We translate text. We play red flag deal breaker. Everyone gets a paddle, puts it up in the air. We cheer, we woo, we laugh, we cry. So come to the U Up Live dates and they're in big cities. I mean, Boston, San Francisco, LA, Austin, Chicago, New York City. So get those tickets now because, and and I know, listen, if you're waiting until week of, we need to know if people are coming or not. I mean, that sounds like a weird thing, like. But I, I, you know, we get more pumped if 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 we're sold out a month out. We go, okay, let's fucking go, you know. So we get really pumped when we know that people are coming to the shows. Um, so jaredfree.com for all that information. Jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. Now, very excited about today's guest. This is one of those rare guests that has been a guest on the live show before they have been on the regular <laughs> show, which is a crazy circumstance. Hilarious comic. Maddie Wiener, thank you for coming on. Hello, thank you for having me. How are you? What's going on? I'm good. Things are good. I uh, settling into New York still. Yeah. So hold on. Let's let's give the listeners an update. Mm-hmm. You were how old when you were a guest on the J Train podcast? I was thinking about that on the way over here. I'm like, it's seventeen to nineteen. Let's not say seventeen. <laughs> let's say I was uh, not a no. I was probably like eighteen, nineteen. I was you were out eight- of high school, but I don't know if I was in college yet. I wasn't. I was. You in were in college. You were was in I? Chicago. This is in North Carolina. But I remember you were coming back to North Carolina, visiting your family. Okay, then I was probably like freshman year of college. Because I mean, if you were 17, it wouldn't matter. I mean, it's not like <laughs> you, you could come on a podcast at 17. But I, <laughs> we're dancing around information that doesn't matter. But you, I remember I was like, and but you were suggested to me at, at 18 or whatever age you were because I needed a guest. And then they were like, uh, Maddie Wiener's so funny and she'd be perfect. Oh. And I'm like... And to me, I was like, it's so weird, you know, to get a reputation for someone that's going to be reliably funny at that young age is such a great compliment. Thank you. And you were amazing. I remember it specifically. I even wrote down the Smee joke stuck with me. You... Had this poll. I don't know if you can go back to the archives and listen, because I'm sure the episode is out there somewhere. What's it called? August 2018. So. Wow. It's 2022. Dang. August 2018. That's crazy. That's wild. So, and you were so funny. You were so good. I was so impressed because I was like, Oh my God. And and because people that come to the shows, like it's a certain, you know, it's it's people with opinion on datings, mm-hmm. on dating stuff. You're 18, you're you know, you're in college. <laughs> dated one person. Dated one person, <laughs> but you were funny and amazing. And um I, I'm I'm embarrassed you haven't but now you've moved to New York oh, City. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. of course. So Yeah, so, I'm I'm here now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so and Maddie just opened for me in Newark. She was so she murdered so hard, she killed. Everyone needs to go follow Maddie at Maddie T. Wiener. I'm gonna have it all over my social media, but Maddie's like so incredibly funny. And she's gonna be touring the country this summer uh, with another comic, Emil Walken. Emil Joaquim, yeah. Joaquim, okay, I apologize. <laughs> hey, Emil Joaquim, her and uh, Emil are gonna be traveling the country. So you gotta to know when the shows are. I hate when people, some people will message me. They'll be like, when's the next time you're coming yeah. here? And I see they don't follow. I'm like, follow? All I do is post I about never it. shut the fuck yeah. up about it. <laughs> so follow Maddie so you know the next time she's in your town or around your area. or But also you're in New York doing shows all the time. So yeah. you know if people in New York, you're gonna see, I, I'm, listen, J Train stamp of approval. Everyone here is going to love you because in Newark, you killed, you murdered. It was great. But I do remember the J Train live show. And I'm going, because in the crowd, it's like 25 to 35 year old women just on average. Yeah. And you were speaking to them. Like you were giving them, you know, and it was hilarious and funny. And that's me. I don't remember. I don't know what it was in reference to. I don't remember exactly what it was either, but I played, I had recently played Smee in a production of peter pan like my senior year of high school I, oh you know what i think it was it you're was not allowed to say recently played them in, <laughs> in senior year of high school but okay yeah it was like a summer thing whatever but like you know what it was because the audience was like everyone was like so attractive and like people and i was like dude i'm sitting here i'm being like cast type as like a pirate like <laughs> i was like it's so funny that you're listening to me right now but i'm glad it's connecting it was amazing so everyone go follow maddie at maddie t wiener uh so excited to have you here you're in New York, you're settling in. Uh, how's been New York? You're single, you're out there. What's going on with you yeah, personally? I'm on the app. Well, I'm on just Hinge. Okay. Because I like the voice memo. You like the thing. voice memo. I love it. I mean, I don't like what most of them are. Most of them are disappointing. <laughs> most people have misused 
the function. You know what's the most upsetting about it is everyone records it like they hold their phone up and whisper like, hey, so here's yes. my voice memo. And I'm like, hold it out and talk like you would talk as a person. This is a very great, this is an amazing point you're making because <laughs> it's a lot of people being put in the position to make art that have never made art before. <laughs> And they're going, and I do hear it because, like, a lot of the women, I'm like, are they trying to get me, like, going? Yeah. You know, because they're like, hey, baby, I really like watching Breaking Bad. And you're like, why are you speaking like this? Like, It's also, I think some people think they just have to do it. One of the ones was, like, my most controversial opinion, and I played the guy's thing, and he was like, I, uh... Well, also whispering is like I. Uh, well, I don't. I don't really have like concrete opinions about stuff. So and I was like, then leave it out, dude. You are not doing yourself any favor. I just. I'm just um, kind of like a blank slate of a person. So I don't know if you want to fuck me. <laughs> Maybe I should have chose a different one. I guess uh, time has run out. It's too late now. There's a gun to my head. I have. They're making me post this. You're so right. They're in it because I. It's so funny you bring this up because I, I hate these people on Instagram. Like you see the four rules for what you shouldn't do in dating. And yeah. so one of them was like, don't use the voice. So we hate the voice. And I'm like, oh. I like it. I love it. Because also sometimes you match with somebody and then you meet them in person. They're like, hi, hello. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I wish I could have picked up on the vibe a little bit. <laughs> this does give you a vibe. But, I, you, but they're also messing up their own vibe because, hey, baby, I just want to <laughs> let you know, I love cheeseburgers you're like what What? i'm standing right behind you they feel like that yeah you're gonna murder me yeah so i i guess the advice here is like put put the phone in a normal way like and also replay it to yourself (laughs) you can you can edit these things you because that's what i understand i've done the voice note and i've used it more in a jokey way Mm. like i i there's one that i love it's a dude who made it who made the the picture look like a penis just by his voice. You know how it, you know how it may, it goes little, up like, and down. The vo- like the sound waves. Yeah. The sound waves. That's but the, so funny. The guy made it into a penis. I'm like, we're having fun here. This is oh, great. Love, yeah, that. love that. Love a little fun. Lovely. You know, in, in a, like it's, I mean, it could, I, I think it works better for a man doing it for yeah. women because <laughs> in the other way around, if a woman did it, every guy would be like, so you're thinking about penis? Oh my God. Okay. Okay. So what do we do next? You know, like too it, horny it's too horny. Yeah. yeah. It's too much too soon. <laughs> but I think it, it, I like when people have fun with it. And so I was like, I would have like these joke ones and it's like, you either get it or you don't. The idea, and I like what you're saying because you're right. Give me the vibe first. Yeah. Let me know what I'm dealing with. Like, like you show up on the date, the guy's like, hey, I am uh, just wanted to let you know uh, it was great to meet you. You're like, wait a minute. When did you turn to Kermit the Frog? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you just, you know, I, there's some people so afraid of being disappointed that I think they hate mm. the voice note because they're like, ah, God fucking damn it. I already got the ick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you might not like them. Yeah. And it's like, we're all just sitting here being like, I think there's a lot of people that go on the apps being like, just be okay, just be okay, just be okay. Yeah, and yeah, just like, don't be like actively upsetting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then the voice note is a opportunity to be actively upsetting. The voice note, there might as well be like a microphone ringing like they you know, walked up to like talk to the rest of the class. They're like, um, hi, my name is, it's like, they just sound so nervous. It's like, yeah, put it on a table, stand back and talk like you're talking to a friend or something. And everything is good and everything is bad. Mm. You know, in in a, it, it just in life, it's gravity. It could be good, it could be bad. So there's people using the voice note, killing it, just chef's kiss, Run, <laughs> running the show. And then there's people that it's like, maybe you should do some edits. Maybe you should show a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maddie, we're pumped to have you here at Maddie T Wiener. Everyone, go follow immediately. She's touring all summer long. But like a comic, you gonna like? I always say this. This is I, I used to say this back in the day because I've been doing this podcast ten years. And, you know, and I think in the beginning, I'd be like, hey, follow the people on the show. You get the rookie card. You get to go, I saw them when. I got to see the come up. <laughs> Maddie, you're, you're going to be holding the rookie card. So go follow Maddie at Maddie T. Wiener. Let's get into the emails. You ready? I'm ready. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We're sponsor people. Ooh. Factor, factor, factor. The J Train is brought to you by our new sponsor, Factor. When the weather is this nice, you want to spend less time in the kitchen, more time doing the stuff you love. Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious, you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. The reason they're delicious and nutritious, as our commercials from the 90s once told us, is the portion. 
they're giving you the appropriate portion. If you're living alone, living with a uh, with your partner, if you're living with roommates, it's hard to shop. It's hard to shop when it's not a family of four. It's hard to get you know the good veggies, the you know the the fruits. Factor is going to make you a meal that's the right size. It's delicious, and it's going to have all those fruits and vegetables that you maybe don't get when you're doing, you know, I cook chicken on a pan and I throw in some pasta. So, in factor, they offer vegan, veggie meals, low-calorie options, cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, and veggie sides or choose from factors, calorie-smart options with built-in portion control. The portion, that's me. Portion. I don't know. I'm like a dog. I'll keep going. Factor puts it in a nice little container and you go, that's our meal. That's it. We're done. Uh, head to go.factor75.com slash JTrain120. That's a crazy URL I just gave you. So let me give it again. <laughs> head to go.factor75.com slash JTrain120. Use code JTrain120 to get $120 off. That's a chunk of change, people. That's JTrain120 at go.factor75.com slash JTrain120 for $120 off. You ready, Maddie? I'm ready. Let's do it. Friend group old hookup dilemma. I want my friend back. Oh, Ooh. I'm off my... Let me read this again. Friend group slash old hookup dilemma. I want my friends back. Oh, no. I'm dealing with an annoying situation related to my friend group and an old hookup. I live in a city that's popular for young professionals. Have a great... Uh, I always add words in here when I'm like, great group. No, she said just a group of friends. Uh, have a friend group consisting of a web of hometown and college friends, coworkers, etc. We're all between 25 to 30 years old. And it's a mix of singles and couples at all relationship levels. Two years ago, a guy friend from college moved to the area. This is someone I regularly hooked up with uh, in college in a very college way and as far as i know there was no desire to even consider dating seriously when he reached out we were four years post-college and our hookups were a distant memory at that point we kept a friendly relationship so i had no hesitation inviting him to join my friend group okay fast forward two years the friend group loves him he's become the go-to guy for setting up group events bus rentals parties etc he's especially close with the guys in the group and has even be, uh, been a groomsman in one of their weddings I have never told anyone in the group about our past hookup, and we haven't spoken of it since college. Our interactions haven't uh, been remotely flirtatious. To me, he is very much a friend, nothing more, nothing less. Until recently, he has been single, but finally met a girl that he's super into. She's younger, 23, very attractive. Everyone in the group was super excited for him, including me, until drama ensued. My guy friend planned a barbecue, inviting the entire group with the idea that he'd introduce us all to his new girlfriend. Ahead of the event, he texts me out of the blue to uninvite me. He told me his girlfriend... He told his girlfriend about our history, and she isn't comfortable hanging out with a past hookup. All of my friends went to the barbecue without me. Unfortunately, this was not the end of it. Any event he organizes, I am automatically left out of. Fine. However, when others in the group have set up gatherings, he has asked on her behalf if I will be attending, saying they will not attend if I'm going. This has resulted in the entire friend group finding out about the past hookup, with a few of my girlfriends being annoyed that I hadn't told them. To avoid drama, some of the group now leaves me off invites. They take him at his word that there is an issue. Is there any way to get my friend group back or even some of it? This is like a sad tale. Wow, yeah. To reiterate, she has his friend group, a past hookup enters the friend group, now he gets a girlfriend, and he's made it uncomfortable for her to be a part of the friend group to protect his girlfriend's feelings. Which is totally not, I mean, I, it sounds like she knows that, but he's totally in the wrong, I think. Absolutely. I mean, also, my, my first thought too is like, oh, she's younger, she's 23. I'm like, I'm 23. Yeah. I get that. If I were dating an older guy, I, I'm not saying it's right, but I think it's probably coming from a place of like, oh, this guy's more experienced than mm -hmm. me, so I'm insecure about that. And totally. so it's like, yeah, that's where that's coming from. But that's her job to get over it and also his job to like not tolerate it and be like, look, we're just friends. We've been friends for two years. Nothing else has happened. Yeah. You can't tell someone how to feel. I totally agree with you. The 23-year-old, let's consider the source of the insecurity. Mm. It starts with the 23-year-old the, the girlfriend is the source of the insecurity, but now that is spread to him. Yeah. He's insecure of upsetting his insecure girlfriend. So then he's making the group insecure about having 
this f- past hookup around. You know, it, yeah. like it, 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 it's almost seeped into the the insecurity has has followed its way down the line yeah, yeah. to infect the group. And I agree with you. He has handled this horribly. He has chosen the path of least resistance, but it's actually created more resistance. Yeah. And now that he's done it, it's probably harder too to be like, you know, dial it back because he's admitted to her like, yeah, I get why that's weird. When it's like, it's not weird. They've clearly been hanging out for two years. Also, maybe something that would convince the 23-year-old girlfriend is that like they were hanging out for two years altogether in this friend group and none of the other friends picked up that they had ever hooked up. Yeah. So there's obviously not like a flirty vibe there still. No, no, and... It sucks that her friends immediately like were like, "How could you not tell us?" and are annoyed with her. Like it, it's like yeah. this is all backwards. I, and it's interesting that like she's writing in here, being like, "How do I save the friend group?" Mm. Like it, it's like everyone has lost their minds in in the way we're being told the story. Like you know, yeah. listen, we're, we're there's three sides to every story. There's her side, his side, the truth that's somewhere in between. But I tend to believe her, considering all these factors yeah. and the way it was written. Um, what would you do? I would probably talk to him about it first yeah. and ask him to talk to his girlfriend or maybe even be like, can the three of us sit down? Maybe that's too weird. I don't know how close she, I'm guessing from this, she doesn't know the girlfriend well mm-hmm. at all. If they No, 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 met, no. They, well, but, they're yet to meet. And also we don't know how that conversation went between him and the girlfriend of like, like I would assume, mm-hmm. I guess the way these conversations go, hey, I want you to meet my friends great who's going and then he goes well it's this person this one have you ever hooked up with any of these women is her Mm. question he goes well you know i just want to be open with you and then she goes well i don't like that and then he just runs away from it is that kind of yeah the only way this could have gone down that's what it sounds like because it also sounds like he's not maybe making it clear to her that like that was she said that was in college four years ago and then there's been another two years so it's been six years yeah since anything like, yeah, I would say she should talk to him and be like, hey, regardless of what personal friction this is, you're now isolating me from my whole social circle. That I brought you into. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. You got to go straight at the, you got to go straight to the source. There's there's a there's a tendency to like nibble around the edges of this. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. It's never going to fix anything. I would go to him. You got to basically come at him with no emotion. Mm. You got to present facts. The way she presented it here, this was a very nice, tight tale. You know, yeah. <laughs> like it was, hey, here's how I see it. I would even draw out like a graph. Yeah. <laughs> like, show him this clip, honestly. Yeah, yeah. show him this clip. But, oh, yeah, play him this, uh, what, the, me reading the, the, the email. Like it's pretty, the timing of everything. Like I would be like, okay, we start, we hook up. You know, I would have like, you know, those graphs with like the, the timeline graphs. Yeah. Like I'd be like, the year. 20, 2018, okay? That's, we'll start the arrow here. Yeah. Dot, 2018, hook up, okay? And then right into, like, no one came. Like, make a joke. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> like, and honestly, mediocre sex for all the suffering yes. it's caused. Uh- <laughs> In parentheses, 2018, we hook up, mediocre sex, okay? And then you go, now, 2022, or 2020, you enter friend group. 2022, you get girl, you're in this wedding. You're part of the friend group. You've entrenched yourself. We are cool. 2022, girlfriend comes in. I'm now left out. Yeah. Doesn't this feel weird? And then I and then let him talk. And this just present the facts as you see them. Because then he might come back to you and go, Well, he might have a whole new set of facts that you don't even know about. So we would just want we mostly want information from this. Yeah, I think also a good thing about talking to him is that he might be so just into like his girlfriend and how this is making her feel that he might not have stepped back and he might just think, Oh, the three of us don't hang out together, but he might not have stepped back and realized that he's screwing up your whole relationship with his friend group and he's excluding you from these like social functions that everyone's at. Yeah. When you know, when you're the star of your own movie, as we all are, (laughs) you don't think of how, um, the, 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 the pal feels when you run to the airport to go get the gal, (laughs) you know, it's like your pal's been waiting in the car for 17 hours. (laughs) Right. Like this is that you know the the in this metaphor you're just in the car getting fucked and it's like yeah. you need to let him know 
others have been affected. This is a, you know, this is a butterfly effect, mm. you know? And I, I think you're totally right. Like, I, I don't think people are evil. I don't think he's like, yeah, get around the friend group. No, I don't think yeah. he realizes, like, the effect this is, the toll this is taking Yeah, I think you. he probably just thinks, I don't hang out with her anymore. Yeah, but it's no. like, yeah, but then you're, and hopefully also, like, the friends will come around too and be on her side. I, I mean. think they come around the minute, and then his job at that point, if he's not a monster, is to go to his girlfriend and be like, hey, Let's all get together. Like, and then yeah. he brings, and then you got to meet this person. You need to see this is, this is a little extreme what we're going. Cause I am close with this person and not in a way where I'm calling them every day. I'm just, I want them to be at the fucking barbecue. Yeah. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Maddie Wiener at Maddie T Wiener on Instagram. Go follow. We're sponsor people. Oh, the J Train Podcast is brought to you by Quip. Good health starts with good habits. Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to care for your mouth. I'm going to tell you right now, going to the dentist is the most anxious I am the whole year. Right? Yeah. You go Because you're like, have I been flossing enough? Am I brushing my teeth enough? I'm about to have someone literally judge me and how I am at being an adult. <laughs> you ever have the dentist like be like... Do you know how to floss? And you're like, I'm 36. <laughs> Your gums are bleeding, and you're like, Yeah, I do it every day. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing about Quip. Quip has made products that are built to make your life easier to fit them into every day. There's no more like, Oh, where did I put it? Oh, no, they put them in containers and in 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 vessels that make your life easier for oral care, which I love. The Quip electric toothbrush is loved by over seven million mouths. This modern marvel has a built-in timer. See, this is the thing. Built-in timer every 30 seconds reminds you when to switch sides to help you clean your whole mouth evenly. The idea that you're brushing your teeth for two minutes, get over yourself. You're not doing that, okay? This keeps you honest. The lightweight and sleek design has no wires or bulky charger to weigh you down, and, even, and you even get a multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter Whoa. Beyond the brush, Quip has everything you need to build a complete routine, like their refillable gum that's sugar-free. I have the gum. It's like a Pez Spencer. It's awesome. Um, Long-lasting mint flavor. And they also have a floss string that expands. I, I The floss is great. Keeps you on your game. Okay. If you go to getquip.com slash JTrain right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash JTrain. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash JTrain. Quip, the good habits company. Here with Maddie Wiener, at Maddie T. Wiener, the guy with the best girlfriend. Okay, we're back to this friend-girl theme. Jared, great seeing you at the Denver show. I hope this isn't something you've covered on the pod yet, but if so, I couldn't find it. I recently started talking to a guy I met on Hinge and really hit it off. On the first date, he brought up that his best friend is a girl and said he wanted to let me know because it's been an issue in his past relationships because the girls he dated were insecure. He said they were work friends, text every day, and she lives in another state and is married with kids. I asked if uh, he ever had feelings for her and he said it wasn't like like that. They just have a lot in common with work and he's never thought of her sexually. I didn't initially know how to feel about it, but I've been definitely been hurting my past guys who are secretly in love with their ex, a friend, etc. Maybe I have to date them a little longer to understand their nature uh, of their friendship and see if it's something I can get past, but to me it seems weird even on his friend's end that she's married and texting a straight single guy every day. To me, understanding boundaries and protecting your romantic relationship is important or am I just insecure? Thanks for your wise words as always so to recap she goes on a first date with a guy mm. he says i have a friend who's female and in the past women i've dated have been insecure about that yeah what do you think about this i think that it, like as somebody who has a lot of guy friends i think it's actually a good sign for this guy that he the fact that he has a female best friend means that he's like doesn't have enough internalized misogyny clouding stuff that I think he really, to me, it sounds like he actually really does just have a best friend who's a woman. Mm -hmm. She's married in another state. Like, I believe that. Yeah. And so to me, I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of a great endorsement of this guy that he like sees her as a person mm -hmm. and is friends with her with no ulterior motive. Like, I think you can look at that as like kind of a nice quality for a guy to have that like he really just values her as a person. Um, and the fact that he's like, I value this friendship and I'm not going to compromise that. Are you okay with that? Like he's being upfront about it. I, I think it's cool and I think it should be, I understand the discomfort with it, but like 
I would say try to push through that. I think it, you know, anytime it's with like, I think you're right. I, I think the, anytime there's a friend of, a friend of anywhere, I don't care what the background is, what the, I want to know what, how you became friends. Mm. He seems to have a okay story. I don't like that he's like, they've been insecure. Okay. That is weird. Yeah. That's a little weird. It's to put it all on them. People make mistakes. You can yeah. present a friend in a way that you're like, fuck. Because I, I, I brought this friend over. Now, we, you know, I, I didn't do it the right way. Like, look at the last email. Mm. This guy did not do it the right way. The process is fucked. Because you only get one chance at a first impression. Mm. So if the first impression is, yeah. oh, the, you don't want me, you're, you're weird about me being around them, then you're going to, of course, think there's some yeah. sort of it's sexual background or like some sort of like uh, they're in love with them. Here's what I would say to this person. You're on the first date. I think this is we're ahead of ourselves but i think he's ahead of himself like yeah the fact that he's bringing this up on the first date i'm like okay mistakes have been made but he's not admitting to mm. the mistakes he's made yeah that's why i don't like the insecure thing either is he's saying like if you don't like this it's because you're insecure yeah and it's like or i could not like it because maybe there is something sketchy here that you're not admitting to yeah that that is a little bit of a red flag I, yeah just I, l- listen if someone asked me about past relationships, i'll be like here's what i've done wrong here's where i saw yeah. it go wrong <laughs> i it would be a shit on me fest because you know like i'd be sitting there be like i should have done this i should have done that i should have done this and i've had that conversation on dates i've been on dates i've been like yeah if i could go back there's like here's six things i would have done differently Mm. it's the idea that everyone he's dated is insecure about this one friend who's the central character in this movie (laughs) you dude so like yeah the red flag is not admitting to mistakes that have been made in the past and not yeah. trying to fix them not even leaving that open to be a possibility totally Being like they're insecure and if you don't like it you're insecure yeah yeah that's like, crazy that's out of control so it's not about the friend it's not about the female friend you're not insecure look at she's already questioning herself am i just insecure yeah, it's a, it start the disease is spreading <laughs> yeah, right? it's crazy so i think what this person needs to do is is say is he someone that doesn't admit fault anywhere mm-hmm. you know also, mm. I'd be like, okay, when's the next time you two are hanging out? Um, we never hang out. We just text every day for the rest of our lives. Like, there is a very big problem right now with, and I'm guilty. I think we're all guilty of texting with people that we never plan on hanging out with. Having this continuous dialogue with or someone. Responding to Instagram stories. You're like, we have a friendship. And I'm like, I've never actually... I don't even know what this person smells like. Like, I've never seen them, really. And I smell all my friends. (laughs) I haven't given them the good old Wiener Smith, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It was really weird when you walked into this apartment. Yeah, you're like sniffing everything. I was like, oh, okay, this is what she does. Yeah, there's a problem. There's going to be an article. (laughs) (laughs) But that's true. It's like we have all these. I'm trying to think of like, I'm just going to text them forever. Never have a conversation. Never a real sit down. And it's like, you have to, like, some of these people... and. Again, I'm I'm saying I am guilty of this too. You have to ask him, are you is this a person a crutch to not ever have to have a real conversation with someone? Whoa. I mean, I'm asking myself this question with some people in my you know, like I if I look through my text, I'm like, when are we hanging out? If they like like I yeah. remember, like if some if one of these people was like, When are we hanging out? I'd be like, um, um, um I'm, I'm, I'm we're best friends. We talk every day. We don't need to hang out ever. You know, like just like this weird letter yeah. writing campaign I have with these people. And I think that for him it might be that. And you have to say to him, What do you do what do you need this for? Mm. Yeah, when you said the crutch thing, I was like, Oh, maybe and this might be too much to pin on him. Mm. I don't know the guy, but I was also like, Oh, maybe look out for like if it's an intimacy thing, like if he's telling her secrets and having this really close connection to her, but he also never has to see her and he's saying right off the bat that is non-negotiable. Part of me is like, I wouldn't be insecure because she's a woman, but I would be insecure because I'd be like, you have this maybe like weird secretive thing that is like kind of just, like I think sometimes with those online relationships Mm -hmm. where you don't actually see the person, it's very um, easy to be Really, like pour your entire heart out, yeah. Because there's no consequence. There's, it's not real intimacy. You, They're not there. You don't see their facial reactions. You can kind of like put it in the text and then turn the phone it's over. It's like a diary. It truly is. Yeah. And and you know who? Some people are diaries to people. Yeah. And so we're down the river on this. Yeah, this question. guy could totally be. <laughs> yeah, but 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 I, I think we're bringing this up because listen, I noticed that in my own life. So the idea that he's bringing up someone 
day one saying everyone else has an issue. I don't get it. Okay. Yeah. The, we're saying this is, the, I don't know if she even goes on day two, but I would understand that this is a a sign of other things going on. Mm. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com here with Maddie Wiener at Maddie T Wiener response people it can be hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel when you have high interest debt and sometimes it can be even harder to ask for help that's where upstart comes in upstart powered personal loans can help you pay down high interest debt here it's all online with simple and easy to understand payment terms whether it's paying off credit card debt uh paying off credit cards consolidating high interest debt or funding personal expenses upstart can help you uh get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date upstart knows you're more than just your credit score so their model considers other factors like your income and employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan you can check check your rate in minutes for loans between one thousand to fifty thousand dollars without impacting your credit score this is a huge win you're not impacting your credit score you're basically saying can i find a rate that's better than the one i'm paying if you have a bunch of credit card debts you combine them into one rate now you're paying a little bit less. It's the it's the smarter equivalent of finding a $20 bill in your pocket. So you can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loans. Don't wait and check your rate today at upstart.com slash JTrain. That's upstart.com slash JTrain and check your rate today. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash JTrain. People. Blind setup switcheroo. Okay. I recently moved to a new city and have a few friends that live here too. One of which grew up here and has a large social network. Let's call her Katie. Katie mentioned that she wanted to set me up with a friend of hers a couple months ago. And this past weekend, she brought me out to a big group gathering where she introduced me to the guy she wanted to set me up with. For reference, most of the group knew about the setup Katie was doing. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't need the group to know. I don't need a big commercial for, guess who's going to be set up today? Yeah, your first day shouldn't be like a flash mob in a mall. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I knew instantly I was not interested in this guy, but I could tell he was interested in me. I said the polite hellos and asked a couple questions, but then ended ended the conversation. I told Katie he wasn't my type. She then took me around to the rest of the group to introduce me, and I happened to hit it off with a different guy. We talked throughout the night and had a good vibe between us. We parted ways at the end of the night with a hug and an agreement that we'd see each other again because we both know Katie. My questions are, do I shoot my shot with the second guy? Or because I was intended for the initial guy, do I miss out on his potential match because of bro code? Also, sometimes I get stuck between the idea of shooting my shot and also thinking if a guy was interested enough, he'd ask me out. Any advice for how to reconcile between these conflicting thoughts? Love the podcast, all that you do. Thanks in advance. So to rehash the the, the email... We have a listener, new to town, friend introduces her to a guy, she's not into it, then introduces her to another guy, and she's into it, but she's not sure of how that will hurt. But they're hurt. both introduced from the same friend. So one, so this woman moves to a new town, mm-hmm. friend introduces her to a guy in a setup way. Mm. Then she says no to the setup guy. She goes around to the party, sees a new guy that she takes interest in, but there was no real setup being mm. done, but she wants to be with this other guy. How would she, what does she do? Do you think there's an issue here? I honestly, not to sound cavalier, but I say just go for the guy that you like. I don't yeah. think there's, I don't think you're really under contract in any way that like, if your friend's reasonable and cool, also they were setting you up because they want you to be with somebody. Yeah. So they should just be happy for you that this new guy's there. It, it is interesting that she kind of presents this as, as, it's almost like she's, you know, it's Bridgerton and she's being brought around the the gala. <laughs> Would you like this woman? I have to marry him because he's the king, but I'm in love with a peasant. <laughs> right. And it's like, you know, here's the problem with setups is everyone's getting information differently. Mm. What I don't like is that the whole group knew that you were being, here's how I see it. She's new to town. She gets presented with this guy. The whole group knows. To me, I assume this guy said, I think your friend, your new friend's hot. Mm. I think the guy said something. That's why she was presented to him in such a, 
way the, yeah. in the Bridgerton style. Yeah, why she they gave her popping out of a cake? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here you go. Uh, yeah, and I think she said her lows. She was polite, as she said. I think she needs to go back to this friend and go, "Hey, I just want to like let's have a, let's have a uh, little bit of a rehash." Mm-hmm. Thank you for introducing me, your friend. I, I have to let you know. I'm not interested, but I really appreciate you setting me up and and trying to get me to know your friend. Appreciate it. Then pull it back. I just want to let you know, I did feel I hit it off with your other friend. Now, your little busybody friend Katie can go to the other friend and kind of you know facilitate. True. Use the, use the skills. Right? And it's like, at that point, now you have this person. And if she's like backing off of that, that's okay. But that's like your first way into this person letting that guy know. She could let that guy know, hey, my friend let you showed an interest. She wants you to call yeah. her. Here's her number. She could even do that. That's great. And, and now you have your friend who wants to be the center of the party, who does this, you know, oh, let me present you to all the men and maybe one of them will take your titty. You know, like I, <laughs> <laughs> now you get her, her to like go to work for you and she likes doing that. The other thing she writes about shooting your shot I will say this: um, have, do, Are you a shot shooter, Maddie Weeder? I absolutely not. I'm like, let's be friends for uh, five years, <laughs> and then maybe I'll be like, I like you. So I admire that. I think that's the way to go. I think shooting your shot is a great thing. I'm trying to get better at it. I think shooting your shot is great. Here's what I've noticed from the from the straight male side of these things: mm-hmm. a lot of women that will quote unquote shoot their shot, they kind of like shoot it and run. Like they they, yeah. they half shoot it. There are times that I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally like put myself out there and like really, and I was like, hi, do you want to get coffee? <laughs> like it was like not a shot at all. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, and then they're like under the guise of I was bold today. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, I know, I get, I agree. You were kind of bold. And yeah. it's like, and, and, and it, you know, I get this a lot with like the, you know, the, the, the one will message and it'll be like, hey. And you're like, what's up? And, and she's then, like sweating in a room. Oh my God, I did it. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I did it. Oh, okay. I asked him to marry me. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, no. Like, yeah. And I think from this side of things, you know, societally, I've been in positions where you have to shoot your shot. You, just, mm. you know, from puberty till now, it's just constant embarrassment of approaching women and them being like, what? What'd you say? And you're like, um, nothing. I'm, uh, so I understand <laughs> yeah. the idea of shooting a shot is hard. It's, it's easier to say than do. But you got to shoot or don't. Don't mm. half shoot. Like, don't throw it at the wall. Shoot it at the basket. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, like, and it's like, so for this person, I understand. And, and to say like, oh, he should be coming after me. I think it's not, a, the chase isn't about chasing you. It's about chasing your standard. I think what gets confusing for people is they go, oh, you got to chase. No. Here's the standard. You can chase that. It's not, and I'm going to let you, I'm going to give you all the tools to build the ladder to walk up to that standard. But you either do it or you don't. And if you don't, I got to walk away. Yeah. I got I to gotta remove the ladder. I got to take back my tools. And I think that's like, that's a very metaphorical way of being like, if I were her, you go through the friend, you let the friend know, shooting your shot, can be done in so many different ways, but don't have to it. If the way of going through the friend, the busybody Katie, hey, I, I uh, thank you for the setup. I I actually felt some sort of thing with this other guy. Here's my number. Give it to him. Boom! You've shot your shot. You've been bold. You're either gonna get a plan or no plan, and the standard is plan. That's what you're trying to get. Mm. Not that he likes or thinks you're cute. I think a lot of people are cute. Yeah, I'm not going on dates. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We're sponsor people. There's so many great sponsors, so many ways to support this podcast. Support the podcast, but also support you. We're giving you a chunk of change. Jtrain Podcast brought to you by Stitch Fix. Shopping for clothes can be daunting. You never know if things will fit. Returns are difficult, and sometimes you don't even know where to start. This season, let Stitch Fix do all the hard work. Let me take you down. A path. Let me tell a story for this ad. This is how great I am. Yeah, story time. <laughs> Cozy right. up, everybody. Yeah. Come on, Maddie. <laughs> Maddie, get, get out your blankie. We're telling a story, okay? I, got, I went to Abercrombie & Fitch, okay? I went into the store. 
I tried on pants, okay? I was like, oh, these are pretty cool pants. I like them. I, I saw the size. I saw the fit. I went, I go, I don't want to carry these around all day. You know what I'll do? I'll order them online. Same size, same fit. They'll be sent right to my apartment. I went and did it. Jeans are here. I put them on. They're made for, I mean, not me. They didn't, I couldn't, I knew at my thigh that it wasn't going to button. Oh, that's the worst. The worst, because you got to go all the way up. You know, like you, you can't just give up then. You're like, <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> you get to thigh and you go, this ain't going to happen, but well, I guess we'll go to the end of this <laughs> shitty movie, you know, and you go up and I was like, I couldn't even button. And this is where Stitch Fix comes in. Because they're going to send you all the clothes to your home. You're going to try them on. They're going to be things that are your style. Your, but it's going to be your style-ish. Someone else, they have, you know, they, they handpick things for you. They have stylists. They have people that put together a whole fix, as they call it. And they send it to you and you're in the privacy of your own home. With your lighting, your mirrors, your comfortability. You can try them on. And then you keep it or you don't. And it's like... I had the jeans. I had them in my hands. The ones that fit. I put them back and then I got the ones that made me feel like crap. Okay? You don't have to feel that way. You can feel great. You can look great and it's all happening with Stitch Fix. Sign up for Stitch Fix and get the season's latest pieces for women, men, and kids. No subscription required. Try once or set up automatic deliveries. There are no hidden fees ever. Shipping, returns, and exchanges are easy and free. Sign up today at stitchfix.com slash jtrain to get $20 off your first purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash jtrain to get $20 off your first purchase. Limited time offer. Purchase within two days of sign up. Okay, people. It was Maddie Weiner. At Maddie T. Weiner. Maybe he's just not the match. You ready? I've been dating a guy for about four months. He's 35. I'm 29. And I almost broke up with him earlier this week. I went to the dinner, 98% sure I, it was over. But I'm also scared that I'm just running from a good thing. He's kind and generous and genuinely wants to make me happy. But spending time with him seems like I'm checking something off my to-do list. I don't get excited to spend time with him while he actively makes it a point to tell me that I love spending time with me, waking up next to me, having me in his life. I've been uh, the only single friend in my group for the last few years, and my best friends tell me that I need to stop waiting for the fairy tale moment and tell me how nice he is. I do enjoy the time that I spend with him, but I feel like something is missing. Am I chasing a never-ending fairy tale? Is the spark something that only happens in movies? I keep hearing you say maybe it's just not the match. Appreciate insight. Uh, can't wait to see you in Tampa. What do you think? I see two sides of it, which is like I know people who have – you can manufacture a problem in your head if mm -hmm. it gets scary to be close to somebody. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think the more important thing is trusting your feelings. If you're not having fun, if you're not enjoying it, I think that's, and if it's getting to the point where like, you know this, that you're, you're writing into the show, like you know that you feel this way about this guy. Can you imagine go, if she said to him, hey, you're the best, but, Spending time with you seems like checking something off my list. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't saying that to you and feeling good about it. It's like no one even wants to date someone that's doing that. Yeah, no one wants to be someone's to do list. I think a good thing too is, would you even hang out with a friend that felt like that? No, they would be the one you text all the time. Yeah, exactly. Right? Maybe yeah, <laughs> let this guy go start a family and then text him for the next twenty five years. Yeah, there you <laughs> go, and you're done. No, I I think what what's interesting to me is her friend's response. Your friends are tired of you. You've complained enough. You're the, you even wrote in your email. Anytime someone writes, I've been so the only brutal. single friend in my group for the last few years. My friends tell me that I need to stop waiting for the fairy tale moment. That's them going, shut the fuck up. Just pick one. Just pick one. <laughs> We're tired of you. You're not good at this. You're annoying. And that's not, <laughs> that's not them telling you to stay with the guy. That's them telling you to shut the fuck up. Because that's what's going so on. Brutal, but yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. In, in what world is a friend's? If you're like, hey, I don't know, I'm dating this guy, but it just feels like I'm checking off a box. And your friends are like, just fucking go with him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, it's like a, it's like a parent giving their kid an iPad. They're like, yeah. it's ruining you, but I don't. Just I'm too tired. Yes. <laughs> this guy's your iPad. They don't want to deal with you. They're giving you a guy to keep you company so that you'll stop complaining about your dating life. 
This is the issue. The issue isn't the guy. Dump this fucking dude. It ain't right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But also, uh, also understand that your your alone time is pretty good. If you're alone time, and this mm. came up on a past episode, Jessica Peluso, she said something very powerful in the episode. She said, uh, "Value your." you have to be better than my solitude or something like that. She gave a great mm. line. It was way more poetic than I'm giving it credit for. But I will say this. You're fine alone. You're going to be okay. You're going to find someone. I don't know if you're going to find the smart spark or the, the fairy tale romance, but I do know your friends are tired of listening to you. Okay? So let's reform our perspective on things. This isn't about the guy. This is about your perspective. You are afraid, so afraid of being alone that you're bothering everyone else and not having fun while being alone. And so you're just bringing up a fucking mannequin who's just fine. Mm. You're going to find great for you. I think also what you said about being alone is like, it's really true that if she is, if you are feeling like, oh, I'm having trouble finding these guys that I really have a connection with. If you learn how to be alone and really know yourself, you'll naturally start being drawn towards people who are, you, can ha- you can't be really intimate with another person if you're not like kind of intimately acquainted with yourself. So being alone might be really good to learn how to do. Yeah, she needs to be, be okay with being single. Mm. The more okay you are with being single, the more you're like, okay, well, who fits into this fucking party? I'm having a party here. Yeah. I'm enjoying myself. Who, who's, who's, who's a good dance partner? And it's like, See, our, our perspective, what we're saying, sounds probably hokey to her because she's fucking miserable. You know, like, we sound like, you know, Gary Vee. We're like, come on, get the fuck out there. you got to have a fucking party. you got to be the fucking best, and they should be lucky to be with you. This all sounds, but that's because we like being alone. Mm. You know, like, <laughs> so I think it's, for this person, it is so in between the lines. Everything she's saying, when she says, I'm the only friend in the, anyone who says the phrase, I'm the only single one in the friend group. I already know everything about you. I know you're miserable. I know you're annoying to hang out with. I know you're boring. I know that you're unhappy. Okay? This is about you, not the guy you're saying. And I, I, I don't mean to be... I don't think <laughs> no, I'm being mean. <laughs> Maddie's laughing. No, I, I, I would be thrilled to hear that about myself. I know they're better than yeah. their... I know that they are a better person than they're presenting themselves mm, as right now. Like yeah. he, They have friends. The friends are so fed up with them that their friends are going, just stay with him. (laughs) We can't deal with your dating stories anymore. We can't (laughs) deal with how unhappy you are. So it's like, you know, that might be a cause to see a professional, to go seek out therapy, to kind of like, you know, have a moment with yourself. But I don't think this guy is the guy. Yeah. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Maddie Wiener at Maddie T. Wiener on Instagram. You got to go follow Maddie. She's so fantastically funny. She's going to be touring. You got to go, 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 go. Maddie T. Wiener on Instagram. Okay. I like this one. Witnessing a coworker maybe cheating at a work-related event. Oh, Okay. Feather, feather, love you and all that other jazz. Here's my dilemma. What would you do if you were close to someone at work and consider them a mentor and friend and you witnessed them getting handsy at your celebration party with a direct report who is not their husband? A bit of background. My work threw me a surprise party for my promotion and good times were had by all. Except me towards the end. The after the part, after, except... My work threw me a surprise party for my promotion and good times were had by all, except me towards the end. After plenty of drinks and tequila shots, I was sitting next to a senior individual in one of her reports who was fairly new to the team. I could see them rubbing each other's legs under the table in the I want to fuck you manner as opposed to any other. Yeah, I don't know what the leg rub would... I don't think... I, I don't do leg rubs with my mom. <laughs> Hey, I really value you as a co-worker. Yeah. One of those leg rubs. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're doing a great job around here, kid. Leg rub. Yeah, the one we're all comfy with. Our, our bosses weren't uh, there at this time, so I don't worry about her professional position. I am more concerned about what role to take. I care about her and don't want this to blow up. It looks bad if she's canoodling with one of her reports or it blows up and affects the team dynamic. I am not as concerned with the infidelity part. Who knows what their marriage looks like? But I do know nepotism in corporate America usually doesn't shake out well for women. Do I tell her that if I noticed someone more important could as well? Do I say something? Thanks for the advice. Maddie Wiener, what do we think? Mm. It's always nice to ask 
uh, two people who haven't worked in corporate America. <laughs> what um, I like to do when I'm in an office is leave immediately. I say, quit your job, join the circus. Uh, <laughs> go on the road. Just go to an open a, mic, baby. Start comedy. Yeah, learn to juggle. <laughs> yeah, that, that environment specifically, I'm like, I don't know, but I liked it at the end. She wasn't saying, should I try to stop it? She was like, just should I warn her that like, mm-hmm. hey, you're being pretty obvious. Yeah. I Well, here, let me rehash the email for a second because she writes... I work for someone who's my mentor and friend. Mm. They have a surprise party for my promotion. We all get a little drunk, and now my mentor is flirting with someone that reports to them. I noticed this could be trouble. It ain't trouble now. So my thing with them, what I notice in this email most of all surprise party thrown for me at work. Mm. That means this is a pretty social work atmosphere. The idea that like you get a promotion and the whole book, surprise! Like I'm yeah. like, who the fuck are you people? <laughs> <laughs> like that means you know everyone Yeah, you're not well. working at like IBM. Like this no. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. This seems like a pretty fun office. This seems like you guys, she even references the team dynamic. You need to say something to them. Mm. You need to say, and it's not, and here's the thing. They're messing with your work because now you can't unsee the things you've seen. And yeah. you go to them, you go, hey, just giving you a, a little bit of a FYI, I saw you touching that dude's leg the other night. What's up? Yeah. Get And, and more, I just want to be on the same page with you so I know how to talk to people about this too. And I don't care about what's going on in your life, but now I'm involved because I don't want people talking about you to me and you're my mentor and you're someone I care about. I want to make sure I know what's going on here. Yeah, and I feel like how you phrase that depends on how much are they your friend and how much are they your mentor because mm-hmm. if it's more, if there's a real strict hierarchy to it, maybe you come at it a little more like, hey, none of my business, just wanted to let you know because I care about you and the team that like that was noticeable and just don't want it to affect work, but your personal life's your personal life. But if they're mm. your friend, you could also be like, hey, like yeah. what's going on? Yeah. You could be a little more blunt about it. Totally. And and it is really because they've made it your problem. They're being so um, loose and fast and loose with yeah, this. At a work thing. At a work yeah. thing that you now, if you get asked about it, you're being asked to lie for a friend. You don't even know in what context or how. Mm. And... Listen, we and I, I like what they wrote in corporate American nepotism usually doesn't shake out well for women. Yeah. I, I'm sure that's the case. I I think that's like we're down we're way down in the future with that. But the the your mentor knows that too, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, Hey, I'm on the lookout. I'm now in on this in one way or another. You kind of made me in on this and just know that I am here and involved now. Yeah. Because, again, in a work environment, let's say the boss has come down. Did you see anything? We, we have a report from there, uh, from one of the people that that woman touched his leg. You know, we don't know. Yeah. So I think, again, and I love what you said. I don't know where it is on the spectrum of professionalism to friendism. Because you want to protect yourself, too, and not. Totally. Yeah. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We got time for one more, Shelby? I love this one because I think we can relate to it as comedians. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. Late 30s bride. Is it, is it really that weird? <laughs> Jared, big fan from Tulsa. Only, Go ahead. I'm only laughing because you were like, uh, comics will get this. I'm really old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read this already and I think we get... Uh, okay, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Late 30s bride. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> You were laughing for a different reason. But you're, Late thirties, Brian. Ah! Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that seems like a, such a dick." I was like, "Good luck, toots." <laughs> Big fan from Tulsa. I hope you can feel the constant feathering, uh, as I am always referencing and recommending your podcast to all my friends. Well, thank you. I have a random question that's not about dating. My sister and I are both in our upper thirties. I'm thirty six. My sister is thirty nine, and both of us have gotten engaged in the last year. Congratulations! Fun fact: I met my fiance on Match, and my sister met hers on Bumble. So, yay! Successful dating app stories. These will be first marriages for both of us, and we could not be more excited. And to top it all off, she's getting married on June 4th, and I'm getting married on July 2nd. 
just 28 days later. That's very cool. That's so cute. So sweet. Basically, we're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't think you guys are crazy. I think that's fun. But being from Oklahoma, it is a very rare thing to be unwed at our ages. Yeah, I would, I would assume, you know, I guess, is that the South Oklahoma? South Midwesty Mid- kind of. Whatever it is. They wear cowboy hats there. <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> That's how I divide the country. <laughs> a cowboy hat, non-cowboy hat, <laughs> Yankee hat. So, um, no, but I, I would say also to be never married at your age is, is mm. you know, like I'm 37. I, I'm, I'm in second marriage land and I've never been married. You know, so our parents are ecstatic and very excited for us both and can't wait to update old family friends when we run into them. We love talking about our big life events that are happening, but what we cannot get used to is people's responses. We often get responses along the lines of, oh, we thought this was never going to happen. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) That's horrible. And to make it worse, this weekend we received a, well, God really does wait until the last minute sometimes, doesn't he? No. What the fuck? They brought God into it? (laughs) Yeah, God was fucking with these two nice, beautiful women by not giving them husbands. As if our lives are almost over and our end is looming. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of death around the corner. Yeah, it's really like, hey, you got two years left. Glad you snuck one in. These responses always leave us feeling insulted. It's like a bunch of old witches coming down with a prophecy, like the end is nigh. <laughs> we shall grant you husbands to enjoy these last few months on our earth. It's like, what? Get out of here. That's insane. <laughs> Their responses always leave us feeling insulted and we're tired of just smiling through the fake niceties. We feel it's rude for them to say and we think they should know these comments are not well received. Do you have a suggestion for a good response to comment like this or should we just let it go and move on? Any advice would be great from two elderly sister brides. I love these sisters. I'm so happy for them. Fuck these people. And the reason I said we can understand as comedians is because people say shitty things to comedians all the time Mm. just for saying you're a comedian. They'll go, tell me a joke. Oh, you think you're funny. Some people get offended when you tell them you're a comedian. I'm sure you see this with men a lot. Female comics. Oh, yeah, that are like, oh, okay. Or straight up will be like, oh, I don't really like women. Women aren't funny. Like, yeah, you just get... (laughs) Horrific thing. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, this is my job. What are you talking about? (laughs) You think I... No, that is the thing. People will say things to you as if you are walking into a job you make no money at ever or never could succeed at. It's like if you told them you played the accordion or something, they're like, aw. Oh my God. <laughs> you you get so many passive aggressive things in this world. So we understand you, right? Yeah. Like I, we're, we're saying you, we, we feel seen, you are heard. What would you say to these people? I actually have an example that happened yesterday oh my god really reference yeah do you have any lines they could say or what you would do in the scenario i mean for the the broader question of like should we take it absolutely not no also because they're not just saying this to you like around they're saying this to you when you're coming like hey this is the happiest day of my life this is the biggest thing and they're meeting it with such negative energy that it's like absolutely don't tolerate that also Um, they don't know i I have empathy. I understand. I don't think people are evil. I don't think people are great. Mm-hmm. I think people are just trying to get along. And I think when they say, they say to someone like, I don't think they are like meaning to make you feel badly about the best day of your life. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't think they just don't have a filter. They have no filter and they think they're saying what will get them to the next conversation. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Um, yesterday I went to a bar to watch the Celtics game. Um, this this woman that I've been texting with, I was like, come on through, have a drink with me. Enjoy, I just got chips and guac. And then she brought a friend with her. Great, bring your friend. I got two chairs next to me. We'll watch the game. We'll hang out. We'll have a drink. They come over, they sit. The minute they sit, the friend looks at the basket of chips and goes, a second basket? And I'm like, my immediate reaction, like as if like, so you're just going to eat a second basket of chips? You ate the whole first one? Did you bring her Jewish mother? (laughs) (laughs) You're just going to keep eating? Hey, (laughs) 
Who eats? Uh, well, Kanahara. Another basket? Yeah. She immediately gives me shit. She just goes, oh. So I guess this is your second basket. It was a comment in that vein. I go, oh, my God. That was my first reaction. Oh, my <laughs> God. To let them know what you just said is insane. Yeah. I think that's my advice to them. Oh, my God. Get shocked by shocking shit that people say. Because I don't even think they realize it. Because she looked at me yeah. and I go, I go, whoa, misjudgment with the chip comment. I'll go, uh, I guess I'll go in the bathroom and purge, you know? <laughs> I think that's just what you said about most people aren't bad people. I think no. if they see it on your face, they'll go, oh, I shouldn't have said that. When I said, oh, my God, she goes, what? And I go, yeah, can I eat? Is that okay? Is that, and I go, is that okay with you that I have some more chips? <laughs> and the rest of the day, I would bring it back to the chips. Like, I was like, and listen, that's my skill as a comedian. <laughs> I referenced that, is it okay with you that I have another chip? Like, I kept bringing it up. And it would get a laugh every time. And you could see her just like, oh, no, I swear. You know, they do that thing where they go, no, I didn't mean to. No, I, I was just, and yeah. you're just fucking with them. I think these people are to be fucked with. Yeah, fuck with them. Not, if they're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I mean, you're pretty old. Be like, oh, you're right. I'll call it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I kind of missed the window. I'll, no, I'll die alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll tell them to just leave. <laughs> that, right. And it's like, and even to start with, oh my God, they go, what? And you go, yeah, I guess you're right. I am an old, <laughs> decrepit, skeletal human. <laughs> start carrying around a cane. Yeah. Oh, I guess this is how I'm gonna, <laughs> I just practice. Just look at them and go, I'm practicing going down the aisle. <laughs> I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring my air tank. <laughs> we we don't have a flower kid. We, we yeah, we don't have a flower girl. We have a, a young woman to wheel my air tank down the aisle. You piece of garbage. Maddie Weiner, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. So fantastic. Always so good to see Maddie. Maddie's so funny. You need to go follow at Maddie T. Weiner on Instagram. Go follow. She's touring all summer. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom. <laughs>